Welcome to Catholic Moms in the Middle, a podcast for midlife moms who want to make the next season of life their best one yet. I am your host, Jenny Gwynn. You might find yourself transitioning into a new phase of life as your children become more independent or leave the nest. Mama, I am here to tell you that your life isn't over. You simply have new opportunities ahead of you. After years of pouring your heart and soul into raising your family, it is your turn to reconnect with yourself. In this podcast, we will talk about the joys and challenges of midlife. You will be inspired to rediscover your God-given purpose or to dust off old dreams and make them a reality. You'll learn how to navigate relationships with your adult children, to reconnect in your marriage, or focus on your health by being more active or finally losing the weight you've struggled with for years. Whatever this next season of life brings, this podcast will equip and encourage you to be happy, healthy, and holy. Hey friends, welcome to my podcast. I am so grateful you are joining me today. I just have to share that after last week's podcast, this podcast has over 5,000 downloads. I am so humbled and honored that so many of you take the time to listen each week. I pray as I write each podcast that the Holy Spirit will work through me to equip and encourage you on your journey. So a few episodes ago, I shared with you that I recently went through what I called a season of grace. I actually called it my summer of grace. In that podcast, I shared that over this past summer, I had taken a step back from life coaching, from recording my podcast and posting on social media to focus on the needs of my family. For about three months, my family experienced some big transitions Some of the transitions were joyful and exciting, like welcoming our first grandchild into the world. Some were full of heartache and grief as we journeyed with my mother-in-law in in and out of the hospital during her final days. And some were huge life transitions as we took our youngest son to college and returned home to a quiet, empty house. As all of these transitions were unfolding, I made the decision to step away from my life coaching business so that I could focus all of my energy on my family. I really struggled with this decision for a few weeks because I had thoughts and beliefs like, I should be able to do it all. I have to keep recording my podcast. I have to keep running my business just like so-and-so does hers. If I step back, it means I'm a failure. Or, I have to meet everyone's needs even if I'm exhausted. You may have thoughts similar to these about a situation in your life. As you can see, I was not being very kind to myself with these thoughts and beliefs. Red flags should go up anytime you use the words have to, can't, should, or never. These words box you in. And in fact, many times when you use these words, you're telling yourself lies. They only allow you to see situations from one perspective. When I was thinking these thoughts, I felt the weight of the world on my shoulders. I felt like I had to change, take control, or fix each and every situation. Now, if we're being honest, this is pretty prideful thinking. 
You and I both know that there is only one person who is in control, and it is certainly not me. As a Catholic life coach, I help clients weed out these thoughts in our coaching sessions. As they are talking, I quickly pick up on how they use the words have to, should, or never in their sentences. I always ask them to be curious about the situation they're talking about to see if there could possibly be an alternative to how they are thinking. Acquiring a different perspective often often takes time and a little prompting. So what I have learned is that self-coaching, meaning doing coaching on myself, and I teach this to my clients, is one of the greatest tools that I use in my personal life. I have learned to look into my own mind in order to recognize the thoughts that are driving my actions. Now, during that time, as I was feeling the weight of the have-tos and shoulds, I began to allow myself to look for other possibilities. And at first, even for someone like me who helps others through this process on a regular basis, I really struggled. It didn't seem like there were other ways to look at the situation I was in. But eventually, through self-coaching, I was able to become curious I turned my thoughts into questions. For example, why do I have to do it all? What is the worst that will happen if I don't record my podcast? Why do I need to run my business just like so-and-so does? Why can't I make changes to my business so that it fits into my life at this moment? And then the biggie, who says that I have to meet everyone's needs? These questions allowed me to be curious about the situations I found myself in. I want you to notice that I didn't change my thoughts and beliefs to something completely different. I simply questioned the thoughts that seemed like they were set in stone. These questions and being open to these questions having a different answer are what opened me up to an amazing season of grace. So let's begin by looking at the definition of grace. It's a word that we hear quite often, but many of us have not taken the time to really think about what grace is. So the catechism defines grace as the favor, the free and undeserved help that God gives us to respond to his call to become children of God, partakers of the divine nature and eternal life. Another definition I found is grace is the freely given, unmerited favor and love of God or the influence of the Holy Spirit operating in humans to regenerate or strengthen them. Let's look at that last line. I love it. The influence of the Holy Spirit operating in humans to regenerate or strengthen them. Grace is the Holy Spirit working within us to regenerate our lives, to bring us to a new and more vigorous life, to help us to be reformed or reborn, especially in a spiritual or moral sense. In Latin, regenerate means to be created again. So a season of grace is a time to be 
recreated. It's a time to cultivate an authentic connection with yourself, which in turn helps you to release strongholds, to strengthen relationships, and to find confidence and clarity in your God-given purpose. This is how I sum up my season of grace. It was a time to reconnect with myself, and in doing so, I gained clarity on my purpose, the purpose of who God was calling me to serve in my Catholic Life Coaching Ministry. I was also able to begin to release a stronghold in my life that has weighed me down for years. For most of my adult life, I have struggled with my weight, which often made me feel ashamed and like a failure. During this time of grace, the Holy Spirit worked within my heart and mind for renewal and regeneration. I began to release that stronghold in my life. So far, I have lost over 45 pounds by focusing within myself to connect with my spiritual, emotional, and physical needs rather than covering them up with food. I was able to let go of the past weight loss failures. I was able to let go of the self-doubt and self-loathing in order to create a space for self-acceptance, self-awareness, and God's great mercy. Now, you may have a stronghold like this in your life, an area that keeps you stuck, an area where you constantly feel like a failure or feel bad about yourself, an area that seems impossible. If so, a season of grace might be exactly what you need. Now, when I made this decision to step away and focus on my family, there was a tug of war that took place in my brain. My mind would tell me that I couldn't do it. And even though I had examined my thoughts and and come up with questions to look at them in a different light, I still had thoughts that would pop into my mind like, you're going to be sorry. What you're really doing is giving up. Maybe you should rethink your decision. You know, you could really do both. But I had to remind myself over and over that I had made the conscious decision to step away, that it was okay. I had to take those self-doubting thoughts captive and remind myself that I made the right decision for this moment in my life. I stopped overthinking about what I should be doing and focused on where I was needed in my family. I focused on what was in front of me at the moment. Once I stopped doubting myself and the decision, that is when I allowed myself to experience a beautiful season of self-growth and being present with family. Now, your heart and soul may be calling you to step away so that God can heal you and reveal the direction He wants you to take. I'm sharing my experience with you, but I want you to know everybody's season of grace looks different. So your season is going to be different than what I'm sharing. My hope is that in sharing what my season of grace looks like, that it will encourage you and it will equip you to be open to a season of grace yourself. 
So here are some ways that you can begin moving in that direction, moving in the direction of your own season of grace. Let's start by looking at the word grace. As I looked back and reflected on everything that had happened in that beautiful time in my life, I realized that each of the letters in grace stand for an important concept, an important part of what that season looked like for me. So the G in grace stands for God's mercy. The R stands for rest. The A stands for awareness. The C stands for connection. And the E stands for epiphany. So because there's so much to this, I'm going to break this into two different podcasts. So in the remainder of this podcast, we will talk about God's mercy and rest. So several years ago, in a Bible study group, we were reading Father Gately's book, Consoling the Heart of Jesus. If you have never read Father Gately's books before, I highly recommend adding his books to your uh, reading list. They are such great books. They are so powerful, and they move you in amazing ways. And that the book, Consoling the Heart of Jesus, in one part of the book, he was discussing God's mercy. Father said that mercy is where God's love meets our brokenness. God's mercy is where His love meets our brokenness. I remember hearing those words and having like this metanoia type of moment. It was just one of those, like, I still remember where I was sitting. I remember hearing that in the video from the book, and it was just like this moment in my life. Not only does God pour His great love out on us, but it extends even further to His mercy. Now, in that moment, I imagined myself as this fragile ceramic vase with cracks all over it. And God's mercy pouring into that vase, filling those cracks to strengthen, fortify, and restore them. God's mercy can regenerate or recreate a broken, cracked vessel into a new and beautiful creation. At the end of the study, one of the ladies in our group asked each of the women, What word was placed on their heart as we were reading the book and watching the videos? She took each participant's word and had necklaces engraved with that specific word. My word, of course, was mercy. I keep that necklace in my jewelry box as a reminder that God's mercy is available to us in every situation we encounter in our lives, in our personal lives, in our spiritual lives, in our physical lives, in our relationships, our marriages, whatever it is, God's mercy is available. And not only that, He's waiting to share it with us. It doesn't have to be earned but He freely gives it because He loves us so much. God's mercy will fill the cracks in your life. God's love will fortify and heal your brokenness, your grief, your unworthiness, your loneliness, your mistakes, your sins, 
your failures, your self-doubts and uncertainties. Do you get the point? Nothing is too great or too far gone for God's mercy. So in your season of grace, begin with mercy. Allow God to love, heal, and help you become the amazing person that He created you to be. The R in grace stands for rest. As a busy mom, wife, and woman, you may think, yeah, right, what is rest? Of course, your physical body needs rest each night so that you can be healthy, but I'm here to tell you that spiritual rest is just as important because this is what allows you to connect with Christ so that you can see His love more clearly. This is what allows you to be that vessel that God can pour His great mercy into. On a recent flight from Nashville to Florida, we took off and started to our ascent. As we were climbing, we passed through layers and layers of clouds. On the ground, it was a cloudy, dreary day. As we rose higher, The clouds began to block the view of the world below, but the sun began to shine brighter. As we moved up layer after layer of clouds, the earth was hidden even more from from our view, but we were moving to where the sun was shining and bright. As we were flying through the puffy clouds, it reminded me that just like sleep is important for our physical bodies, rest is also important for our spiritual lives as well. It allows us to step away from the world and turn our eyes towards God, where He can shine on our lives for healing, clarity, and strength. Rising up into the air and leaving the world behind, it was like we were rising up to the sun, and that's what spiritual rest allows you to do. A couple of years ago, I wrote a blog post after reading the book, Take the Day Off by Robert Morris, and here's a quote from that blog that I wrote. Jesus is a perfect example of someone who pulled away from the crowds and took time to rest in prayer and fellowship with God. Over and over again in the Bible, we are shown the graces that come from resting in the Lord. In our busy world, we look at rest as being lazy and weak. Moore says, We are called to rest physically, But God also calls us to rest spiritually, emotionally, and mentally. Honoring the principle of the Sabbath reveals a deep level of trust in God. Trust that He will empower us to accomplish all that He has called us to do in six days a week, because we've been obedient and still for one. Now, when I read this, I thought, This sounds impossible, right? Like Sunday is just another day to check things off the to-do list. But Moore suggests that we have four tanks that need to be refilled through what he calls a Sabbath rest. Those tanks are our spiritual, physical, emotional, and mental tanks. And we see from the example of Jesus that He pulled away for a time of solitude, for a time of quiet prayer, and to get away from the crowds or the world that He was living in. By keeping these four tanks full, 
They will overflow and allow us to bless others through our words and actions. When we pull away for what Morse calls a Sabbath rest, that's when we can experience God's mercy and a season of grace. All right, friends, in next week's podcast, we will go over the final letters in the word grace, and hopefully that will equip and encourage you to create your own season of grace. But as you're waiting for the next letters, I want you to think about your life. I want you to think about God's mercy and the cracks that need to be filled where His love meets your brokenness. And I want you to just play around with the word rest and see what comes up. Do you tell yourself, I don't have time for rest. Rest is only for people who don't work or are retired. Play around with rest and what it could possibly look like in your life. All right, let's pray. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Dear Lord, we thank you for your grace, the grace that you freely give us, the grace that will change our lives. Lord, we thank you for your love, and we thank you for your great mercy, where your love meets our brokenness. And Lord, we are all broken in some way. The world can leave us feeling battered and broken and unworthy and um, hopeless at times. And Lord, we just ask that anybody listening to this podcast today that needs to feel your great love and mercy, that you will just pour it over them. Lord, we ask that you bless our families. You bless our spouses, our children, and Lord, we just ask that they have a desire to know you, love you, and serve you. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. All right, friends, stay happy, healthy, and holy, and I will see you next week. God bless. For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com that is music by Sean, S H A W N, Williams.com.
For more information on Catholic Moms in the Middle or to set up your complimentary Moms in the Middle mentoring session, go to catholicmomsinthemiddle.com or find me on Facebook at Catholic Moms in the Middle for even more encouragement and support as you embrace this next season of life. The music for this podcast was written by Sean Williams, Catholic composer and musician. You'll find more of Sean's original music at musicbyshawnwilliams.com. That is musicbyshawn, S-H-A-W-N, williams.com.